Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ralph and Sherlock team up. Barry wakes up in Vegas and we finally find out why Iris and Nora are beefing. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I really love this song as a kid. It was like a banger alert, for sure. Yes. It comes on at my bar a lot, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it. What is up, guys? We're back for another episode of The Flash After Show, Season 5, Episode 4. I'm your girl, Drew Jones, and I could not do this without my amazing team. Hey, y'all. It's Chauncey K. Robinson. What's going on, guys? It's Zach Silverman with you. And shout out to our girl, Jamie. She's not here tonight, but she will be back with us. When we come back in November. The week after next. Yeah. Because yes. there's not a show next week. So just, just know that. that. Go vote. May, yeah, go vote. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, uh, let's let's hop right into it because we have so much to talk about. We have Sherlock and Ralph are kind of like... Sherlock. Sherlock are Sherlock. getting Sherlock. along. Uh, we finally found out what the Iris and Nora situation is because we have been waiting for that. And this new... Met, well, she's not even a meta. We find out about meta technology, which is kind of crazy. Um, but we're going to talk about all of that. We're also going to talk about our baddie breakdown, which is where Zach breaks down the baddie of the episode. He's got a good one for you guys, so make sure to stay tuned. And as always, our girl Chauncey has so much gossip for us, so you already know what's good. Initial reactions to this episode. Heart-wrenching. It was, Iris was put through it. I, I fell for Iris. Very, very actor character driven episode. Top notch acting. Yes. This was a very solid episode. It I was. I agree. And I my heart hurt for Iris. I wanted to hug her. Everyone was trying her. Set Barry. Everyone but Barry. Because Barry is number one husband, y'all. Where is the berries of the world. I'll just say. <laughs> this was such a West Allen. <laughs> this is Zach wants everyone to Ladies. know that he is a Did Barry Allen. <laughs> He's a Barry Allen hmm. dressed like a Ralph. And it is okay. Dressed like a Ralph. Yeah, you give me Ralph vibes today. You have the detective vibes. Yeah. Is Not it? the stash, just oh. <laughs> <laughs> just your okay. aura is Ralph. But okay. your heart is Barry. And I, I will take that because I'm really enjoying Ralph and his whole Yeah, story I really so am. Far, so I'm you. digging Ralph this Same. episode. Let's hop most of the season. Yeah. I'm actually really liking Ralph too. Um let's talk about him and Sherlock kind of teaming up uh, Sherlock. 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 You got it right. I hate it. Sherlock. <laughs> they team up this episode um, because Ralph has this great idea that if we can figure out why Cicada has this mask on, we can figure out who Cicada is. So 
What were you guys thinking when, like, Ralph was kind of brainstorming? Because I'm starting to trust him a lot more than I did last season. I thought he had a really good point. At first, I was kind of like, you know, because I had the initial reaction that sure Luke did, where it was like, uh, he wears a mask to protect his identity, duh. But I guess he, you know, Ralph had a whole science behind it, which is, you know... I don't know. We haven't always had the science thing. It fell off for a little bit on the flash. So it's cool that they're reinforcing the science aspect of things. And of all people, it's Ralph that does it. So I, I enjoyed, I really like that they're playing up his detective skills a lot more than the whole, I mean, he hasn't, we haven't really seen elongated man except when he's in costume, right. but not like in full action. It's been more Ralph the detective. Yeah. The chat actually earlier before we went on was talking about how Ralph is uh, one of the Second best detectives in the DC universe, and they were kind of upset that CW was not showing that, and I think they finally are. We found who Ralph is. He's gotten more grounded as a character, and he's becoming who he is as a detective, which is great. I thought it was um, I thought it was great how he went straight for the mask because he was had a first encounter with him, and it's not just a standard mask that needs to like cover your face. It's more of it looked more like a respiratory mask and that was my first question when i saw it. i thought he kind of looked like like scorpion from mortal Kombat or something and why was yeah. the heavy breathing with darth vader-esque cicada noises so it was i'm glad that they went for that and they gave it to ralph instead of Sherlock. Yeah. yeah i agree i'm also i'm not gonna lie elongated man's kind of like one of the cornier characters like, like i don't know just his ability is kind of corny to me hmm. i'm like not a big fan of it so i really like that they have him it's like a secondary thing for Ralph that's not essentially who Ralph is. Like, Barry is the Flash, and, like, we're very heavily focused on him being the Flash. And, like, I – and then he's, like, a you know, he does everything else, like, secondary. I like that Ralph is a detective first, and then he's elongated man, if that makes sense. Well, I'm really glad that they're doing this because I don't know if you guys remember last season when we were introduced to him. Most of the time, a lot of the time, the chat was going wild. And if you refer to the comic books, elongated man is, like, one of the most – powerful metas in the dc universe he is really up there and so to have him in the show it's kind of like a trump where let's use that word but it's kind of (laughs) you know he could do anything he really needed to so i'm glad that they're focusing more on his detective skills as opposed to what kind of powers he would uh, have towards any bad guy yeah, I mean, I, I like the detective thing. I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, him being stretchy is definitely probably all types of ways that he can, you know, fantastic for it up, like, the guy from, you know, with the stretch thing. Mm-hmm. But I um I actually, I think it is a speedster world on The Flash for the most part, and those tend to be the cooler aspects. Not, I don't think in general a speedster is the coolest kind of superhero, but in The Flash, there's something about the style of things because of The Flash that... That power just seems the coolest. Yeah. Maybe they just market it better or package it better. So the whole elongated man does sometimes stand out. I agree. Maybe that's why I'm not like a super big fan of it because it just doesn't like match up in the same way I feel like that speedster vibe matches up. And so I don't know. Like I don't hate I don't hate his powers. Obviously we know that he has the potential to do a lot more. I just Mm -hmm. don't think on the flash we're ever gonna see that. And so since we're not gonna see him (laughs) why, yeah. Hit that. I like that they focus on him being a detective. Totally. But they go to this factory where they find out that, you know, a lot of people have this mask. It's not anything special. It's not super cool, whatever. But they figure out that Cicada is probably injured and that it probably happened on the night of the Enlightenment. Well, we actually got to see the beginning of the episode of Flashback. Season's filled with those. Yeah. I feel like. Which is cool. Flashback of... 
uh, Night of the, of the Enlightenment. We got to see a different perspective that goes into the next character, but I'm glad that they keep going back to that because I was a little tired of them being like uh, prior seasons just referencing the uh, combustion. What was it? The big thing that they're working in, uh, Star Labs. What, what was that thing called? Help me out. Accelerator. Accelerator. Yeah. Thank you. The biggest. I was, I was trying I was, to figure I was, out. I, know, I'm sorry. I was like, I was getting tired of the. Oh, we have a new meta because the accelerator flashback to that night. So this is like a new reference point to to look back at and be excited about. What do you guys think about about like a new you know uh, reference point? I like it just because it gives us a new wave of metas and it's a new way of trying to figure out how to keep the story going. Almost, right? yeah, yeah, because essentially, I mean, after a while, we're what we're the fifth season, and you know, there's only so many metas you can go through from one particle. Accelerator before it's like, okay, how many? Yeah, I mean, and we'll probably get into it in a bit, like the whole thing about the new angle of mm-hmm. it, you know, the Meditech or whatever. I, I think maybe after this season, we can just kind of, I don't know, do something else with, like, instead of just the whole thing of here's a new way of making metas, like, yeah. let's just deal with the metas that have been made, <laughs> that we've been made instead yeah. of having this whole always, like, I don't know, reveal of how we got new metas. Like, you, I don't know. You made a good point, though. I mean, the fact that. Uh, yeah. oh, just the fact that I just blanked. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, anyway it was go ahead. Spin who did it. it was yeah. Spin. I read a headline. I read a headline and blanked. it blanked me out. So <laughs> we we um before we hop into that, obviously I I can see out of the corner of my eye you guys going crazy <laughs> in the chat. We love hearing from you guys. We love talking to you all all throughout the week. And Zach is going to break it down for you all about how you guys can continue to talk with us and how you can continue to get good content from yes. us. Yes, guys, we always appreciate and love it. So after buzzers. Our network uh, producers produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite show, TV shows from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. Uh, we are asking that you please subscribe to one or more of your YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't be because they are optional. So hit your subscribe button now uh, for this channel and check out other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we will thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Always, You guys are always there to, you know, give us the latest news. Right as it's being reported so that we can talk about it on the show. You guys are always there to give us all the little tidbits. And speaking of someone who always is there with the latest news is our villain of the week, which is uh, Spin, a.k.a. Spencer. Spencer. What's her last name? Spencer Young. Young. Spencer Young. Spencer Young. And she is a millennial, clearly. (laughs) I I resent that. I mean, you know what, what's the what's the in all facets, what's geez. the group under us? The younger ones, Gen Z. We're out. They, the, the, is there a group below millennials? Yeah, there yes. is. Oh. There's another letter. And there, yeah, the the TikToks and the oh, and wow. the Snapchats and the the do hickeys because I'm 93 all of a sudden. But no, she um she is like a blogger. She has an app now. She you know. She's the first to report everything, and we see her in the beginning of the episode when she when we get a flashback to the night of the enlightenment, and we see that she um, gets saved by XS, and that her phone gets cracked, and it's like, hmm, interesting. Wonder how that has anything to do with this episode. And then we find out that uh, she 
has meta technology, basically, where she can control news headlines or she can make her news headlines it's, real. Yeah, it's like a it's a hypnotic it's a way of hip, hypnotism. So if someone is reading the headline it pertains to them, they kind of have to abide by it until it's done. Yeah, which I'm not going to lie. I think this is one of my favorite meta like powers. Oh, I dug it. I yeah. mean, just I mean the journalism angle. I always loved that with Iris and then this particular one, the whole fake news sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> reference. But yeah, I thought it was really cool because it was, you know, interesting because Iris like taking fake news to a whole new level. And here you have this girl where there she does have a history with Iris, you know, that she did work at, you know, uh the the other uh Central City uh, newspaper that, Mm -hmm. you know, that Iris did work at. But, yeah, she was so fame-hungry to the point where she wasn't fact-checking. She wasn't about, um, you know, doing the right work of a journalist. Which I liked that, in a way, it was kind of a comparison with Iris. Because, yes, you know, she has a blog, which some people might think is lesser than a newspaper at this point. But it shows that Iris is a true journalist. Mm -hmm. Like, she's someone who actually takes her job seriously as opposed to... Um, Spin, who is more about, like, the National Enquirer kind of vibe. Yeah. I really appreciate that The Flash takes on issues that kind of still reflect real time, but they do it in a, like, fun, kind of different way. And this was, like, a fun, like, you know, just because it's there first doesn't mean it's true type thing. Yeah. Because Lord knows that that uh, is an issue that we face (laughs) on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's funny because they they initially started having ideas of what was going on, what was wrong, because they kept looking at the Mm timestamps. So it just makes me wonder, is no one else looking at the timestamps of being being like, wait, how did this person know about this news before five minutes of it happening kind of deal? Well, I mean, we see that on the internet all the time where, like, people will run with a story before it's even – you know, completely like yeah. put together. I share, mean, share, click, share, click. Yeah, yeah. It's just next Same thing you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, right? like yeah. on Twitter. I was gonna say, hip hop fans know we just saw that happen with the Cardi B Nicki Minaj beef that went on Twitter the other day. Like, it just like people don't. Yeah, yeah Cardi I'm lied. Which that <laughs> this is not the right show yes. for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I think yeah, no. I mean, it's like the same thing with Twitter. Like people retweet something, they don't actually go to the news story. Yeah. and I think that's what spin was leaning on uh-huh. in this idea. They so. see a headline, they don't bother reading, they just choose to exactly. repost. And I thought that was an interesting take yeah. that the Flash chose to put on. Um, some of the things that she manages to do is she gets um, Officer Jones to bring a bomb to the baseball game where Jonesy. we saw... Jonesy. Hunk, hunk of the week. Hunk of the week, for real. <laughs> That's not the segment... It's my segment. It's my segment. But um, he, so he brings the bomb, and luckily, Excess is able to save it, and it's a whole big hoopla. Um, Barry wakes up in Vegas, which, (laughs) been there, done that. (laughs) Who Mm -hmm. hasn't? Um, And then also, she she tries to get Excess to kill the Flash. Which was a little weird to me. Like, why did did she escalate that quickly? Because it wasn't like. I mean, did I miss something? Like, she didn't think the Flash was on to her or something. No, I think she wanted something that would get a lot of attention. What would be bigger than the Flash dying at the hands of... But at the same time, wouldn't that make excess a villain? And wouldn't that mess with her clickbait? I think it's like not all... Or all press is good press. Yeah, yeah, probably. Which also shows why she's a bad journalist. Yeah. Because it was kind of like she wasn't even thinking about the longer term of how this would go in terms of the longevity of her story if she makes her main character a villain. So. Yeah, so luckily we're able to uh, 
Iris pulls through. Yes. With Iris her. did a lot of emotional heavy lifting. Iris did a lot of emotional heavy lifting. Um, we, so she gets, so uh, Sydney gets captured. We find out that it's her phone that's actually the meta and not Sydney. Side note. Nora and Sydney were flirting. We're flirting, and I'm here for it. I'm here for a little lady love. I'm not here for Sydney, but I'm here for Nora looking for a little lady love. The CW is really pushing their uh, their scope of what they want to show everybody. Yeah. On um, the Supergirl, uh, I think it was two episodes ago. We just had a transgender girl come in, like tell her about herself to one of the main characters, and I think it's great. Yeah, it's dope. It's real. First of all, it's realistic. It's real yeah. um, I think it's 20% of the U.S. identifies as the LGBTQA community. So it only makes sense that we would have at least one LGBTQA member per cast because yeah. statistically that makes sense. And I'm not mad that it's Nora because it made me like her a little bit more because she is getting on my nerves because she's coming for Iris too much. She's coming too hard. We find out this episode that... We find out why, basically, they've been fighting. It's because she put a, like, dampener in Nora. And so Nora didn't find out that she could run real fast until six months ago. Which is crazy, because that means that she didn't have anyone to teach her any of her powers, and she had to go through this all on her own. Yeah, like, I, can, I understand her frustrations even more, because if at least her father was around, she would have him to teach him these things, but... She grew up her whole life learning all these great things and how she felt something inside of her, but never realized that she could, well she had an inkling that she could do these things, but never realized why she wasn't able to. And that, to find that out, I, w- I would love to see how she found that out. So where who are we siding with on this? Like who? I am siding with Iris. I am and Barry because so, United yeah. Front. Well, it wasn't until that scene that yeah really made it powerful to want to side with them. But I think iris throughout the seasons have has always had a good reason for doing what she wanted to do except when she was gonna die from savitar and she just went off on like oh i'm I'm gonna die anyway i could just do these things um yeah i I side with them i was gonna say iris has never been one to be like super irrational she tends to be pretty i feel like she did the dampener realistically i think she did the dampener probably because cicada was still hunting metas she her daughter is a meta Probably was trying to chill that out so it didn't bring any attention to her. Yeah, That's I'm, what I'm thinking, at least. No, yeah, the chat was talking about that as well. It was, it was a good fan theory. I feel in line with that as well. I feel like uh, with Barry gone and nobody ever being to stop him, it's the that's the last thing she's going to want is to lose another one of her family members. So why not do something like that? And I think it's also the idea that probably in the future there's a lot of superheroes around. Like Nora is all crying to her. And I don't know. I just felt like she acted so spoiled from this the, episode. Yeah. Like the whole getting a cell phone. going shade. Yeah, getting a cell phone, giving everyone her number but like present Iris, you know, just the idea of just being kind of disrespectful to an Iris that isn't your mother in the future. You know, it's like you can't discern that that that's not the same. Or even if it is the same person, like why do you have such in- intense like disrespect? It's definitely very weird. I would kill to meet my mom at like a younger age and kind of figure out why she is the person she is. Like I feel like that's such a cool opportunity. To exactly. Have. And I and I felt like you know Nora's crying to Iris about you know I you stopped me from being being a hero. But the thing is, there's 
there's obviously plenty of heroes. Like, we got a Justice League reference last episode. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of heroes. She didn't need to join the fight. What yeah. she wanted to do was emulate her father. And someone, whoever it was, told her about her powers. Probably someone who wanted to manipulate this whole situation or something like that. And and now she has this huge grudge against Iris. And it's like, you're not even going to think about the fact that your mom might be, might have been wanting to protect you. Also, Barry disappeared when you were very little. I imagine she probably didn't want to bring attention to her meta-infant child. Yeah. Because that wouldn't... How is Iris a non-meta supposed to defend... And raise... Yeah. A baby running off. <laughs> Listen, man. If I saw a three-year-old running as fast as Barry runs... Yeah. I'm calling CPS. I'm not doing that. No, yeah. thank you. It's just... I mean, she just really wasn't thinking... Logically, and that's that's been, and it's you know actually it's not a total negative. It's not so much like I don't like the Nora character because I do actually yeah. like her. It's interesting that they gave her this layer because I would call it a character flaw that she can't a realistic character flaw that she can't um, discern like the idea of what logically why Iris might have done something to her emotion, which maybe makes her a little bit more like Iris because Iris does tend to go with her heart about mm. things. And it was just, I was just really, really happy that we got a lot of domestic West Allen this episode. And I was so happy that they showed Barry's, like, complete devotion to Iris. And not just because, oh, she's my woman, but because it's like, I know Iris. Yeah. Like, I've known her since I was a kid. And I know if she did that, she had a reason. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, that was, that was powerful to me. I love that part. Amen. Zach, did you have something? Yeah, I was going to say my only issue with everything about this, for a little while prior to this episode, I kind of was siding with Nora as to being like, maybe maybe Iris did do something. Maybe something snapped in her after Barry went away, and she not wasn't wasn't not a, a good mom, but wasn't the best of moms, and she has an issue to ha- a, a grudge against her. But just to tell us that six months ago she found out about this dampener, so what, up until your, your whole life you've had a decent relationship, probably a good relationship with your mother, and then you find out about this thing? Mm-hmm. So why in the six months, all of a sudden, you act as if your whole life you've been beaten by her? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's definitely, like, very spoiled. I like that Barry stood up for her because I feel like um, Nora's put him on this pedestal of being, like, a hero. Like, yeah. And so, and so and for, him, for him to be, like, no, like, I trust your mom because she obviously, like, probably did what was best. It was very, I felt like it was very bratty of Nora. And again, I like Nora. Mm-hmm. This is just the character flaw that, like, yeah. we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, I was, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say for her to, like, storm off and go to Grandpa Joe is, like, which yeah. I think he's the one who told her. Super bratty BT as well. Dubs. You think Joe, you think Joe was the one I think it was a subtle way of them being, like, like, by her showing up at Cecile and Joe's, I feel like it might have been a subtle way of saying, like, He's the one who said something. Because, listen, grandparents stay telling you family secrets that your parents may not necessarily want you to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, like, in a malicious way. It just, like, sometimes it comes up. I mean, I actually, and we could probably get into predictions or whatever. I actually think someone did it to be malicious or something or whatever to kind of manipulate her to do things or go back to the past. But I, it was one of those things where 
it was funny because when she looked at Barry when he did it, when he said, I trust Iris, you know, her whole face crumbled because like you said, you know, you make a great point that she had built him up to be, and in a way, you know, since she had been there, kind, I don't want to say pitting them against each other, Mm -hmm. but making it so it was like a juxtaposed kind of like, yeah, mom, anyway, hey, dad, you know, and like really putting that like right in front of them. So for the both of them to be cited, I think if, and nothing, I don't want to say put in her, in her place since that's why she left. But it was like, it needed to be done. Yeah. Well, because it needed to be like, for a while, Barry's been like the cool dad and yes. whatever. And it needed to be where it's like, okay, you can't keep like, you know. Yeah, you can't keep doing this to your mom. You can't keep dragging your mom. Yeah. Because well, I think everyone has like a parent that, like, I'm a daddy's girl. So like, I remember like growing up, I'd be like, dad. And he would like <laughs> side with me. And then eventually he'd be like, okay, you need to like, listen to your mom too. And yeah. I'd be like, Ugh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love it. I love West Allen parenting. I love her tr- attempting to cook and it being trash Aww. and Barry still. Barry was like, this is This, is, this good. is so good. And I was just like, <laughs> I love it. I want more domestic West Allen moments. Barry being a bad athlete and her still being yeah. like, babe, it's okay. I find it hilarious, though. <laughs> is he trying to be a bad athlete just to not have his butt? I th- powers. No, because they said he, growing up he was a horrible athlete too. So yeah, I think but he's pretty yeah. coordinated now as as a superhero. I With his powers. So not using his powers. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he was a pretty bad fighter without his powers last episode with yeah. Cicada. So I guess that makes sense. It's kind of funny watching him. It's like the doofus and then the superhero. I was going to say, even when he was running out into the field, like, regular, <laughs> I looked at them and I was like, he runs weird. <laughs> like, when he's just it was cute. normal, he just kind of, like, <laughs> moseys on over. Yeah. Um. We also find out, side note, that Cisco is hanging, like... MIA this episode. MIA. He's hanging out at his parents, trying to keep a low profile. Caitlin also wasn't very featured in this episode. We saw... The only time we really got to see her was when she punched... Sure, Luke. It was a good punch. It was. It was a solid punch, girl. It's got a solid punch. It was a solid punch. But I'm I'm kinda not mad that I would rather them send people off for an episode and fit, like give us a solid storyline than them try to like weirdly attempt to fit everyone in yeah. one episode. So like I wouldn't be mad if like which it doesn't look like it, but say like next week hypothetically it was a more Caitlin focused episode, but say like uh, I don't know, like, Nora and the Barry thing was, like, put on the back burner. And it was more of a killer. Like, I wouldn't be mad at that because at least we'd be getting them focused on someone and we'd get, like, a solid storyline. Yeah, I mean, I think this worked because what they had, they did. And I really liked the Ralph and, you know, Sherlock uh, team up because it was a B-plot, but it was a B-plot that worked a little bit smaller to work to the bigger plot line mm-hmm. while the bigger plot line was happening in conjunction with that. Right. As opposed to last episode where we kind of had the subplot of Caitlyn's thing. And I don't know, sometimes when a, there's a problem sometimes with subplots where they feel more like an afterthought. Um, and I felt this one was just right enough that it worked without being like, oh yeah, here's plot B. You know, I yeah. didn't get that vibe. So yeah, it we didn't get vibe either. I think it was on a a plot B because it it is going to evolve into the bigger arc of the whole season. And we and I like that. I like it a lot more than the oh, let's have like a fun campy plot B that like doesn't really have that much to do with anything, but it like keeps you entertained. Like I would rather us have something like this with Ralph and Sherlock, where it eventually it's useful. Yeah, it comes around. 
Um, let's hop into our... Oh, wait. Oh. Before we get into anything, uh, we didn't even get to mention the new power that was kind of showing off tonight. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Oh, me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nora, we got to see now not once but twice, she has some effect on reversing time. So we got to see initially in the last episode of season four how Barry ran up to this satellite and then almost hit it and then all of a sudden he like reversed backwards and I thought it was just something that w- the the creators wanted to to mess with us I guess I don't know and then we got to see Nora come up but we got the same exact thing happen again when they were fighting did any of you guys notice that I no. noticed him running backwards but for some reason I thought that had to do with you thought um, it was like I thought it was editing. Sydney but you but you no, think it was Nora. that's Nora so Nora it looks like has some type of power where if you're in the in the right vicinity of her she could affect time to reverse it and recorrect something. So I don't know if that is going to play into maybe her messing up the future more or how the past now isn't reflecting how she remembers it to be. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, with the whole thing with the punch to the satellite, it also could have been a thing where, I mean, they manipulate time. They do that. So, I mean, that could be a new power or could do you think it might be a thing where she went into Speed Force and just made it so he... No, I think it, I think it's kind of a new power where mm. where Barry can go back in time, where yeah Barry can go back in time and manipulate it. I think she now has a, a sub a sub power of some sort where it, it's not it's whatever is slightly around her is going back in time to reverse it quickly and then kind of fast forward and speed up into what it needs to because they kind of just came right into each other. Yeah, that's interesting if she knows how to do that, but she didn't know how to do like. She might be doing it unconscious, like subconsciously. She might not even realize she's doing it. And then, real quick, uh, since we're on Nora, it it made me think of something. So, okay, at the end of the episode, Cicada is like stumbling into his house or whatever, and his like chest is glowing. Is that a power dampener too? No. What is that? So that is going to be part of the satellite. I think it's shrapnel that hit him. That is affecting him and giving him the powers because. Uh, the thinker puts dark matter, no, mm-hmm. dark, not dark matter, dark, uh, dark energy, dark, dark matter, energy, yeah. yeah, dark energy into the satellite, and essentially we're going to be seeing a bunch of new metas and metatech pop up from that. So I think in him is shrapnel that the doctor probably wasn't able to get out, or she did get whatever piece. Ooh, his knife was the shrapnel that hit him, and there's probably little shards in it, and because it was taken out. He has a connection to it. That's why when he throws it, he could bring it back to him. Yeah, that yeah. might exactly be it. Because he is a worker in terms of like, you know, so he may, maybe that was one of his tools and he yeah. was fixing something or in the factory. No, no, no. So happened. there's a, uh, I have a picture. I'm not sure if we were able to bring it up. But somebody, when Cicada was first shown, uh, we were able to show, yeah, here we go. Okay, cool. Bring it on up. Um, somebody did a screen grab of it. And if you look on the hilt, and I mentioned this earlier, it's two broken episodes off ago, a bit. it's broken off. Um, but it says to the right, it says Star Labs. It looks like there's a Star Lab logo on it, which was the satellite, part of the satellite that yeah. exploded and went down. So that is probably something that was shrapnel in him that the doctor that we saw two episodes, last episode, pulled out, but he still has some in him that's providing powers. And that's why he's working connection. It, it could like have a psychic kind of. So he he like he squeezed that metal thing and like crushed it and he was surprised by it. So do you think maybe the more he kills metas somehow he's able to collect 
Yeah, like I, strength from them. It looks like whatever's happening is spreading. Yeah, I think as he was in pain, that as the pain increased and whatever's, ha- I think either he's dying or something's like really affecting him or whatever. Maybe it, like that metal part, and it's making it so as his pain increases, so does his power. But at the same time, but he's, he's being hurt by it. Gotcha. That's what I think. In the comic books, uh, he kind of takes their powers, dampens it, and takes their powers. So it could be a combination of both. I'm not sure who had super or uh, Ben Gard, Garter Garter from the first episode had mm-hmm. super strength, so it could be something along those lines. But I like your theory as well. I hope it's not the same of like stealing powers because that's. I mean, we kind of dealt with that with the Thinker last yeah. season, so I don't really want to see that again. Yeah, but I don't know. But let's hop into our baddie comic breakdown. This is the part of the show where our boy Zach gives you a little a little tea about the uh, episode's villain. Cool. Compared to the comic books, so take it away. So tonight's villain, we had Spin, uh, and her name, Kimberly Young, right, on the show. Interestingly enough, and this isn't the first time uh, CW has done this, we have a gender bender where in the comic books, technically, Spin is a male, and they went and made a female out of it. Spin is really named Arbok. He's the son of a big media person who owned TV networks, including KN News, which Arbok wished he'd become a part of and became a journalist. So it's kind of cool that they kept in line with the whole journalist aspect with mm-hmm. Kimberly. Um, one of his stories is that he found a strange man named Edward Martinez. Now, Martinez, he can feel what a person f- uh, fears and make it real. So what he did was essentially he kidnapped him and put him in the basement of – KN uh, Studios and hooked him up to all the cameras and he pretty much broadcasted this fear-based thing so that he could control people similar to how uh, Kimberly Spin tonight in the episode did. So obviously we're going to have very big div- uh, deviations of of, comic, of the comic book to the actual uh, character tonight. She didn't even have a costume. She just had her, you know... Regular clothes. Regular clothes with a cool little cell phone. But... Uh, yeah, I kind of like that they do this sometimes. You, they don't necessarily stick to the script of saying, hey, it always has to be a male or no, this has to be a female. Did you like Spin as a, as a female tonight? Yeah, I like. I mean, she was like annoying. and Yeah, it, I didn't like her at all. I like that she wasn't, <laughs> she was like a different type of villain. Like yeah. she wasn't, she didn't have this huge vendetta, but she was just selfish and obnoxious and self-absorbed. Yeah. And I like that, that it was like different from the villains that we've had. In the comics, uh, Spin was actually able to manipulate enough people to hate the Flash that even Jay Garrick turned on her on him. Mm. So, not Jay Garrick. I know, I know, right? So, that is our uh, baddie baddie breakdown for the for the episode. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Very nice, Zachary. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Now let's hop into one of my favorite parts of the show, which is our news and gossip with our girl Chauncey. News and gossip. Thank you. Okay, so star Chris Klein digs into the human side of his new baddie cicada. Man, I'm going to get this right before the end of the season, y'all. <laughs> In a recent TV Insider interview, Chris Klein offers some insight on his character's moral inventory, the steps he might actually be taking to make amends for the past, and how the pieces start coming together in this week's episode. Um, Chris Klein, he said, he is deriving his power from the implement that he wields, the dagger that allows him to dampen metahuman powers, thereby making them almost equal. And then he goes ahead and has his way with them. He's really a street brawler at heart, and you see that in the vicious 
dodges attacks in the fights. A lot of times, it's with his fist that he's doing most of his damage and not with the dagger. Mm. He also says he's torn into Team Flash pretty darn good from the get-go. So he really has them on their heels as we get into um, the next couple episodes. He says we're going to learn as the season goes on who that little girl that his character sat next to in the hospital bed is, why she's in the hospital bed, and why Orlin, I guess his name, cares so much. The tease... Uh, the tease there is that she is an integral part of our story moving forward and someone to keep an eye on. We do have some very, very cool things coming up where we're going to get to learn a whole lot about him, why he is Cicada, and why he is doing what he is doing. So that's a lot to look forward to with him. And I guess he kind of revealed that his name is Orlin Dwyer. I think He was saying that in the interview. I think I remember... Didn't last episode we hear that his name was Orlin... Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think, the, I think the, 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 doctor's the doctor said it. Okay, yeah. He said yeah. Orlin. Yeah. yeah. Also, the Flash 100th episode brings back Barry Allen's past villains. So the scoop is that it's looking like Barry Allen will have his hands full this season as many of the show's old villains will be returning for the Flash's 100th episode. Oh. Season 5's 8th episode and this show's 100th will have numerous characters from the from the Flash's past making an appearance. DC World reported on an interview that they had with actor and Candyman horror legend Tony Todd, the voice of Flash's villain Zoom. Um, Todd revealed he had finished filming for the show's 100th episode. When asked about playing Zoom, Todd said, they are all returning, all speedster villains, and they all want a piece of Barry. Fans will have to wait until December 4th to see the 100th episode, but it looks like it's going to be an intense one. I'm Mm. excited. That's exciting. I would love to see Zoom and, and Reverse Flash come back. And finally, I'm just going to go to our last uh, news and gossip, which uh, deals with Mark Hamill as he shares a throwback photo of original Flash TV star and trickster. Um, he shares a throwback video, uh, sh- throwback uh, photo of our original Flash, John Wesley Shipp, um, in the Twitter uh, uh post he says he was halfway back into his street clothes he could have been on his way home instead john wesley ship took the time to pose with my kids and be a real life hero not just a wonderful actor a wonderful person oh that's I cool that. he was actually on the old flash yeah he well. was a trickster he was i didn't realize that <laughs> yeah. I, I never watched the old one yeah that's he's cool. actually on one of uh, the episodes i think last season mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. we stand. We love it. So that's your news and gossip. Well, before we have to say goodbye to you lovely people, I don't know why my alarm went off, but that's fine. Um, we are going to hop into predictions. Yes, the Speed Force. Oh, yes. Bringing back the Speed Force. Here go, Zach. The alarm was actually there to remind me to make Halloween treats for tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so... I am going. Does it have to be predictions just for tomorrow or next week? Yeah, whatever or you for want. Two weeks. Do what's in your heart. I feel like Reverse Flash is going to have a bigger play in a lot of this season. Something about him because he does not die. He pops up throughout time. Yeah, he might be dead in this timeline right now. I think we might have a Reverse Flash in Nora's timeline that might be influencing her and kind of telling her about her powers without her kind of knowing. Who he might be. Interesting. Yeah, so he could pop up. I mean, just the fact that your news was talking about, I think he's always debo- like devious and has like, these plans, so I feel like something where he would come into play. I mean, because how else would Nora know, you know, to do a lot of things that she's doing? So, Okay. Reverse Flash. 
I think in that same vein that Nora's being manipulated somehow goes back to what Sherlock had questioned her about last episode of like, how did you know to kind of do the whole thing with the satellite? So I think she's being manipulated and it makes sense given her character that we saw this episode that she's kind of immature. So maybe she's easily kind of, uh, her emotions are easily... You know, and I think uh, the next episode coming up is going to be one of my faves because it looks scary. It looks so creepy. Oh my gosh, oh my I'm God. excited. It freaked me out. Um, I don't know if this is a prediction, but I'm very curious to know where Cecile and Joe's, what her what their baby's where the up baby to. is. <laughs> one, what the baby is in present time, but two, what the baby's up to mm. in Nora's time because she's, I mean, I think she might be a metahuman, or it seems like it because of... Powers, yeah. Powers, so yeah. I would be interested to see if she's a goodie or a baddie. What's going on over there? And um, part of me kind of is starting to wonder if I don't. I don't know if I think the little girl Cicada's daughter anymore. I'm thinking maybe he somehow had a part in hurting her, and now feels like this internal guilt and is like trying to work off his like. I like that. Bad karma. But I don't know. You guys in the comments, let us know what you think is going to happen for the next episode, for the rest of the season. Until then, my name is Drew Jones. You guys can follow me on all the things at OKDrewJ. And you can find me on Twitter at MissChauncyKR and also on the Rotten Tomatoes site as I am official film TV critic. And guys, my name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with CH Silverman 2 and on Sundays for Supergirl at 10 o'clock. Oh, and if you're a Black Lightning fan, we're actually going to be airing 9 p.m. tomorrow night instead of our normal 10 p.m. So we'll see you guys there. Expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.